pledge allegiance to the band. It may perhaps discourage you, not as of your kidney, or infected with this vicious virus, that you'll be ordered to pay a fine of 75 pounds. I'll pay now, if you don't Just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder. These guys would have it. Welcome to Movies at Rock, a rock and roll journey through cinema. I'm your host, Josh Fitzgerald, and tonight I have two special guests with me from the So I'm Watching This Show podcast. This is Will and Kristen. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hello. Hi. <laughs> At the <Yes>. same time. <laughs> you guys complete each other's thoughts. I love it. So we're going to be talking about the 2010 <laughs> musical extravaganza Burlesque with Christina Aguilera and Cher. Extravaganza is good. It is it those, absolutely it is those is. This was my first yeah. time seeing this, and wow. <laughs> That's all I have to say about it. Good night, guys. No. Is that your... In- <laughs> okay, goodbye. Is that your, is that your, official, your official first wow. one-word review? Yep. Just wow? That, that sums Just the it word all wow. <laughs> I imagine it's dot, 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 wow. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that, it, it was interesting. It was fun. I had a lot of fun with it. I don't want to give too much away yet, but... And actually, before we get into that, do you guys want to talk a little bit about your podcast? Because I, I think a lot of my listeners may not be familiar with what you guys do. Yeah, we just, we it's a pop culture podcast. We do a lot of mostly movies. We're, we're branching a lot more into TV lately mm-hmm. with some episodic recaps. But we are um, pretty much pop culture in general, and we release on Tuesdays and Fridays. Nice. Mm-hmm. Did you want to add anything? <laughs> uh, no, I was. Yeah, we do mostly movies and TV. We do music. We do. Um, we haven't like ventured into games. We talk a little bit about not toys, but just anything in like the zeitgeist. Yeah, I've mentioned um, some books, but that's pretty a little much, bit of yeah. gossip sometimes too. But <laughs> I love that stuff. But we are very excited to get into burlesque. Me too. <laughs> I am. I guess I'm the most excited. Yes. And I do have to just throw this out there for people. I, I listen. I'm a, I'm a listener to the show and you guys are really, you are such a fun, fun group, well, fun couple of people to listen to. And you have a lot of insight, a lot of humor and always puts a smile on my face when I hear you guys um, chattering about pop culture. It's fun. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're yeah, you're very welcome. <laughs> and particularly the boy, don't don't we feel nice now? Yes. <laughs> I loved in particular there was an episode you did back in April. Uh, it was a Jesus Christ Superstar episode that was very very well done. We did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as one of my favorite musicals, was it very well done? <laughs> I thought so. I got a lot out of it. I, as, right. And as one of my favorite musicals, cool. I was really I, I appreciated it. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just some kudos. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, when we had first floated this idea, I like you like kind of said something on Twitter and I saw burlesque Mm -hmm. and I was like, I had literally had the burlesque Blu-ray in my pack like of DVDs or (laughs) Blu-rays that I had been meaning to watch. And I was like, yes. And the first thing I did was I pulled up your podcast and I saw you had done a Mamma Mia one. And so I clicked on it and I was like, we almost like verbatim had the same sentiments. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, so this will probably work. Yes. (laughs) I love I love skewering movies. Even if I like a movie, it's fun to just rip them to pieces. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. even your favorite movie has oh, probably yeah. some plot holes, you know? <laughs> you you have to take everything with a little bit of a sense of humor. Yes, <laughs> that's for sure. And yeah, this is a perfect, perfect 
movie for that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, burlesque. In burlesque, Christina Aguilera plays Allie, a small town girl who moves to L.A. to try and break big into entertainment. When a discouraged Allie finds a burlesque club one evening owned by Cher's Tess, Allie soon becomes the club's new star, setting off a chain of events that rock the litany of characters around her. You said that you we had talked a little bit before that you guys had seen this in the theater. Am I right about that? Back in 2010? We did, yeah. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember if it was, I don't think it was Thanksgiving Day, because it, it, it came out on Thanksgiving Day, and I really wanted to go, and I was like pushing it and pushing it, and finally at about like 9.30 <laughs> when we were just sitting down to eat, everybody was like, you're gonna have to let this go, yeah. we're not going tonight, but we will go see it with you this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That sounds right. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> and uh, they did. Kristen likes it the most, I'm I'm, I'm guessing on your behalf, Josh. Kristen mostly hmm. just likes this movie. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's. <laughs> I guess the, the jury's thing. out on that. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my case throughout the episode, but mm-hmm. my argument is that this movie, while not good, is just <laughs> supremely watchable. <laughs> you know, I can actually get behind that. Like if this was just on and you were doing other things or you were cleaning or you were cooking or whatever, and this was just on, it's like fun to just have on in the background and sing and dance to the music while you're doing the thing you are really doing. I agree. Okay. I actually had a great time with this movie it is, okay. it, and it is bad, but it well, its greatest crime is that it's too good to be as bad as it is. Mm-hmm. It like it's too. And I don't know if good is a good is the right word, maybe competent. It, yeah. it, it just it, it succeeds enough to have it not be in a, a total failure, but then it renders the rest of it kind of worthless because it's like I can't even bathe in this like awesomely bad movie. Right. I get I, I can. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. My issue, my biggest issue with this movie, honestly, and it's not that it's bad. It's that the cast is so stacked as to be absurd. Once you start listing the people that are in this fucking movie, even more than Mamma Mia, like with a pedigree like this movie, you would think that there was a little bit more punch to it. Yeah. <laughs> For me, the main flaw of this movie is behind the scene or behind the camera not in front of the camera Mm, okay okay like the writing or the directing or both the writing the directing some of the staging okay yeah i think the writing is awful i think it is a cliche as cliche can be and the problem and this is kind of what this, this piggybacks my first note where it was like if they were intentionally doing that like if it were ironic or like a commentary on a certain type of movie because it's like something like Sin City is full of nothing but cliches. Sure. But that's its yeah. its whole deal. Right. But you also in that vein, you have to have people who can sell that. And while Kristen Bell and honestly like Julianne Huff can kind of do it, but like Christina Aguilera cannot sell no. that kind of dialogue and that's the unfortunate part. And that it's like it's the exact same with Crossroads. Because Britney Spears can't sell that dialogue. Our next episode, by the way. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm in, man. I'm in. Let's just do all the pop starlets. We'll do them all in a row. We'll do Christina. We'll do Britney. We'll do A Walk to Remember with Mandy Moore. Can we do Glitter? Oh, shit. I've never seen Glitter. (laughs) I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Let's do it. Oh, my God. Yeah. A series. We'll have just a series of all the pop princesses. Oh, my God. I'm in. Okay, I do have to, I have one point 
that I wanted to make. And it's between, okay, between Christina Aguilera, Kristen Bell, and Julianne Huff, they have one superstar. And, mm. and by that, by that, I don't mean that the girls aren't superstars, but it's like, we've got the singer, the dancer, and the actress. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> right, right. And so I kind of want to merge them. And then the other thing, and I said this when we walked out of the movie, I was like, I can fix that movie entirely with one switch, and it's switching Christina and Kristen Bell. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's true. I never thought of that. If you reverse their parts, the movie falls into perfect sync. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is an excellent just... point. Well, it's like it also it falls into sync based on that one joke at the beginning alone where Christina calls Kristen Bell a drag queen. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> in what reality? I was like. Right. And, and so it, it Christina is actually, in my opinion, I think that she was a serviceable actress the issue is that she's so green. She's yeah. so inexperienced. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You can sense that. She's very, I don't want, she's not even flat. You could just, I think she, it's almost like she's working so hard at being a good actress that it, it, that comes across in the movie. Well, you know, she's, you've already got, you've got, you've got Kristen Bell in there. You've got, she's working against Stanley Tucci. She's working against Eric Dane. Right. She's working against Peter Gallagher. And she's working against fucking Cher, who has Cher. a fucking Oscar. You know, it's like, <laughs> she's trying so hard, but like, you can see the movements. You can see her oh, trying. Yeah. And that's the problem. And there's also Alan Cumming, who I'm not convinced oh, he yeah. was in the script. I think he just wandered onto set and they <laughs> he just let it. That I think way he's all like, the time. oh, there's Fosse Lake dancing with chairs. This is where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> this feels like my here. natural habitat. Right. I think they just let it happen. Like, no, I totally agree. Because that's the other thing is this movie is so long considering nothing happens. Like, yeah. Right. Well, and it also covers an insane amount of actual like time within the movie. It's like a year. Yeah. But does it? Because there's one scene. Does. There's one scene where, okay, so we're just diving right in. Uh, <laughs> Natalie, not, not, not a single one of their names is appropriate with the exception of Tess. That's true. Share is a Tess, but not a single one of the other one of them's names is appropriate. But uh, what's Cam Gigandit's name? J Jack? Jack. Jack, yeah. So Jack breaks up with Natalie over the phone. And then we watch a montage of him and Allie in bed together, spanning what looks like weeks. That's true. What looks like weeks. Well, because they and go out for like a romantic motorcycle ride in between. That scene where her scarf blows off. Yeah. That weirdly, like, it turns into a computer game for like 20 frames. <laughs> oh, my God. And I, I loved it. it was it was such a strange use of Diana Agron because we always liked her on Glee, even though they never used her even yeah. remotely. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Appropriately. And she like and I, I mean, honestly, I'd like to see her in a few more things, but she shows up and you're like, it, first of all, I just found it distracting when she shows up. Mm -hmm. And but she does have that line where he's like, we broke up. And she was like, you don't break up with a girl like me over the phone. And I was like, yeah. fair. I was like, that's true. <laughs> I'll allow it. Why were they even together in the first place? Like Jack and Natalie? It was like, what on earth? Yeah. I couldn't imagine what on earth they had in common. And and this is where I think you, the point you were making about the writing being bad is it's like it, it, it's like 
Well, what I was about to say is sounds stupid. I was going to be like, it's like they came up with the plot first and then just tried to smash everything into it. Which no, that's I mean, how that, they probably no, but that's did. right. Yeah. At, at so few points did I get a sense, like a lived in sense for any of these characters. Like mm-hmm. they just keep insisting that Nikki is an alcoholic and it's a problem. But at <laughs> no point is it a but problem. But it's not actually a problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the, the script in a way is kind of a symptom of like too many cooks in the kitchen. Because didn't it go through like draft after draft after draft after draft? And they had all these different people come I'm in sure and try did, fixing yeah. it and i know diablo cody worked on it for a while and i no think she had way. one of the final yeah yeah that, <laughs> she was i think honestly, one of the last people to, to work on it and tweak it i, I want to see that movie <laughs> i was gonna say right? that makes sense though because a couple of the lines and stuff are are really funny in retrospect that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah like the one yeah. about where she's where she um juliana hoff is throwing up in the bathroom and Cher says please don't have the flu. And then you realize that she's pregnant and she goes, please have the flu. Please have yeah. the flu. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. kind of a Diablo Cody line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely yeah. agree with that. And, and like, that, I, that would be so fascinating. This one, I don't know if it's a Diablo Cody line, but the like scene where Allie is like showing Jack the picture of her mother and like telling him about her, which mm. bullshit. It, she thought he was gay. It's like, there's no way they went months before she mentioned her mother to him. Right, but right, right. She practically introduces herself that way to people. But <laughs> regardless, she was like, every single day something happens that I wish I could tell her about. And then he just goes, well, what happened today? And I was like, it's so smooth. It like, is it pretty just, smooth, yeah. It really worked. Well, I do know that this movie was in development for a long time because it's not affiliated with the Pussycat Dolls, but it's kind of like an unofficial biography. Mm. The director, Stephen Anton. The director, Stephen Anton, is Robin Anton's brother. Uh, and mm-hmm. she's the creator and choreographer, uh, choreographer and all that of the Pussycat Dolls. And Interesting. I was fascinated with the Pussycat Dolls going back to like 2000, I think, before the girl group. Because it was like this movie. They like sprung up overnight in Robin's garage. It was her, another woman, and Christina Applegate of all people. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And they just, well, they had a passion for like old timey burlesque. So they just started doing this. And they did it in the late 90s and early 2000s in the Viper Room. And then they switched to the Roxy. And it got popular because, well, first of all, it's cool as shit. And yeah. then celebrity, like A-list celebrities were going to this hole-in-the-wall club. And that's how it, like, got notoriety. And so then they were invited to the Playboy Mansion to do some things. And they did, like, mm. a Maxim spread. And by that time, it's, like, 2001, 2002. And that's when uh, Carmen Electra got involved. Uh, Brittany Murphy, uh, James King. Wow. Or Jamie, Pre- huh. Jamie Presley. Christina. Yeah. I mean, Christina performed with the Pussycat Dolls during her Dirty Era. No oh, way, yeah, really. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. There's all this incredible YouTube footage of them because it's why I, I I am a huge. Well, we both are huge fans of Brittany Murphy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I am, too. I love her. Oh, my God. I was so and she had such an incredible, unique voice. Yeah. And that was how I knew is because she sang. Um, there's a YouTube video of her singing. It's oh, so quiet. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's really it's really good.
We will so link to it in our show notes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please do. I, d- I do want to see that. But like I said, the movie is not affiliated with the Pussycat Dolls, but that's sort of its birth. That's like where, like, I think chronicling mm-hmm. that time in their lives. And I don't remember. I meant to look and see if Robin was involved in this because, like I said, her brother is directing it. Um, yeah. Yeah. She must be. And he, it, it, it was a first time director, oh, okay. which is noticeable. Uh, oh, sure. There's nice direction. I think the musical numbers are great. I agree. Yeah, they are. You, I can definitely I can see that Pussycat Dolls sensibility in the whole thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a it's like a kind of it's like a weird off center mix of Pussycat Dolls and like an actual cabaret. Right. Yeah, I kind of hit my like, notes, but at it's this... not. Yeah, it's not like not hitting mm-hmm. either of them the right way. <laughs> right. I had written down that this was like a weird kind of amalgamation of cabaret, Moulin Rouge, Pussycat Dolls, and basically it and Chicago was the mm-hmm. other one. Yeah. It, like yeah, it but kind it's of like not all those the right the mix. Yeah, it's not the no, right mix. No, it doesn't it's balance like it all very well. <laughs> it's too Pussycat Dolls to be cabaret enough, but it's like too much cabaret to be as frothy as the Pussycat Dolls. I don't know. It's something yeah. about it's not right. <laughs> Well, and then their entire relationship plays like a Hallmark movie. Like it doesn't, there's no yeah. maturity to any. Okay. Cause that's, that's one of my other, like I, I kind of wrote cardinal notes, like cardinal sins at the top of my notes. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that kills me with this movie is it overplays its hand at every step of the way. Yeah. Like it, it just expects us to be so invested in their relationship and they don't have terrible chemistry like it's not backwards, but I think the movie thinks they're like we're rooting for them more than we are. Yeah, right. And I think it's the situation of the relationship is what kind of makes it not believable. You know, like mm-hmm. they're roommates, and then he's actually engaged, and he doesn't tell her. And then he's walking around the apartment with no clothes on and trying to get her attention, <laughs> even though he's engaged. And well, but also the way that it's like. The, the the back and forth like the screwball because I actually really like screwball comedy mm-hmm. but neither of them more so Christine and it's not even her fault I think it's the direction it again it overplays the right. hand where it's like the second he needs her she's way too cutesy and she's like yeah. well I'm gonna take over your bedroom and I'm like this dude is still doing you a favor bitch like right right, right. <laughs> right. I was like you're throwing his life into chaos because that that's another elephant in the room is this movie is almost verbatim showgirls yeah oh yeah also yes <laughs> that's right and so she just kind of has that little bit of like that no me malone sociopath nature she just goes careening into their lives and like <laughs> and derails <laughs> everyone in the way kind well, of and she yeah. D- yeah that's no you're totally right because she totally strong arms her way into the job as the waitress and then she's constantly yes. like just marching up to share and being like bitch you're doing it wrong and here's why Right. And I learned every single dance step from every single number that you do at the at the burlesque club. <laughs> so hire me. Wagon wheel Watusi. Yeah. Wagon and wheel. So I, I almost I almost texted you when I got home and said it's time for the wagon wheel Watusi. <laughs> oh well, no, but then so she you're right though, she strong arms her way into this waitressing job. And then the first chance she gets to which of course she's gonna audition. That's the whole point. But she yeah. like bails on him in this like, guess you need to find somebody else. And it's like <laughs> <laughs> he's doing you favors like yeah. right he got she you was this kind of a terrible job. person right yeah, she's yeah. kind of a bad nice. person yeah 
<laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, I believe, because we talked about this a little bit. Kristen and I talked about this in our Lady Gaga episode where we were like, she has done so many things right, starting with like easing into acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like doing really high concept genre stuff. Like, I mean, she did a cameo in Robert Rodriguez's Machete Kills. That movie was a mm-hmm. bomb. There were no stakes. <laughs> No right. stakes. It's like she just had to look good. And so it's like, I think Christina has it in her, but I think she needed to do some things first. Like, Well, mm-hmm. I, OK, here's the thing. I would make the argument. And while this movie did come out like 10 years past that date, I would make the argument that because of who she is, there was no who she is and how she came up. And when this happened, there was no reasonable way for her to to ease in because it's just like Britney and Crossroads. They didn't Mm -hmm. have control over their careers. Somebody was like, you're going to go be in this movie. Have fun. And it's like, again, she's a like, it it was like almost 10 years too late, but I, I feel very similarly about this where she was like, I'm going to try acting. And her team was like, do this movie where you're the lead and that'll work out. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Gaga has been able to do it because she has like a stranglehold on her career and her thing. And she's Mm -hmm. like, I'm doing this the way I want to do it so I don't fall on my face and become a mockery because she's seen this other shit happen. Mandy Moore is the only person from this generation who is a good actress. Right. (laughs) And I will fight for that until my dying day. (laughs) I agree with you. And I got to say, if you're looking for listeners, if you're looking for a movie about a pop star named Allie who gets, you know, launched into stardom, (laughs) I would probably recommend you seeing A Star is Born rather than this one. For sure. For sure. I don't know. There's no pasties in that one. It depends on what exactly you're looking for. Yeah, I don't know. There's also no skeevy Eric Dane in that one. (laughs) That's fair. That is correct. Uh, Kristen, I'm going to I'm going to directly contradict you because contradict counterpoint. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> about the opposite, which point the, the Christina Aguilera. I think it's the opposite because she hasn't had a team. OK, Christina, does she is not a, have a team? Well, I mean, of like, like sycophants, but <gasps> oh, OK, she is a diva, a patented Mariah Carey like diva. And so, oh, so you think she strong-armed her way into this role? Yeah, I think she... Okay. Mm-hmm, I think it was the opposite. Um, okay. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go with it. I just think that it's, it's so different from the way that they all handle their careers. Gaga is doing it the best way. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of in the middle. I, I, I think that Christina didn't have as much control and agency over her career as Gaga did. But at the same time, I also agree with Will in the sense that I think she kind of just weasel her way into it okay yeah i and again i think she overplayed her hand a little bit because well yeah for sure she is an incredible talent i mean and it's been a while for me that since i've listened to her catalog to her music and Mm -hmm. when she started singing in this there was a part of me that was like oh right (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah totally oh Mm -hmm. oh, you you do have this thing and i was a christina aguilera Dan, you were like, for like a minute. I started with Britney. I started yeah. with Britney and then I went hard Christina and it was stripped. It was stripped and back to basics. I mean, and that's a great album. We can't deny yeah. that. I mean, it got me it got me through high school. I, you know, it's like, yeah. it, it sounds cliche, but it's just like, I don't know, you know, when a 17 year old in my position gets a song like Fighter. <laughs> like, sure. A hundred percent. 
and that, and that that works that one works for girls too i'm just saying <laughs> well yeah and that that video that that incredible floria sigmundi music video yeah it mm-hmm. it it just like and so it's like i know she has it in her i know she has this just like and i think she's like the only or one of the only people that uh, linda perry has repeatedly worked with linda perry doesn't go wow. back to people yeah so she's got it, and it just it bums me out when I perceive that she lets her own ego dictate things. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, though, I I want to say <laughs> I don't think her acting is good in this movie. The actual acting, though, there are moments where she is not. She's certainly not shining, but there are moments where she's not embarrassing herself, and then there are moments where she's singing and performing where. Mm-hmm. It's, she's magnetic like she always mm-hmm. is like she is as Christina Aguilera and so it's like it. this movie just barely it, again I don't think it's good I need that to be clear but it, it does just barely just keep floating along and sailing based on the it's like buoyed by all the performances mm-hmm. and that's I what I think is like that's what I think is the real takeaway from this is like it's Cher and it's the singing and Stanley Tucci and Kristen Bell because she's actually really good in this, even though her character sucks. Kristen Bell is wonderful. I I I've, I just love her so much. And it does it isn't it just doesn't it make your skin crawl that they made her lip sync all her songs? <laughs> yeah, no, it really does. It really does. I mean, she has such an exquisite voice, and she lip sync everything in this movie, which is so sad. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. and that goes back to Will's thing where it's like you could just switch them. Where like, sure, Kristen Bell's right. not a powerhouse like Christina Aguilera is, but she could have easily sung oh, all yeah. of those songs easily. They weren't technically challenging songs to sing. No, yeah, no. They and only seem that way because Christina won't stop vamping for five seconds. Well, and also right. it like even if we, even if we even if we were to switch them, I mean, it would require a little bit of like minor rewrites. But the story doesn't doesn't have to hinge on on Allie being an incredible singer. She just has to have an an, an X factor, an it. Right. You know, it's like yeah. the like aging, like past her prime diva or what I, I shouldn't say aging, but you know what I mean? The like the drunken diva could could have a powerhouse voice. It would right. explain why everybody puts up with her. Right. Um, and there's this sort of a skewed logic they even mentioned in the movie that the whole point of a burlesque show is not for the singing. People yeah. come to see the dancing <laughs> yeah. and here comes a singer and just totally, you know, overthrows everybody. Upsets the apples completely. Yeah, I mean, Nikki's pretty justified at a couple of points where she's like, you took my show away from me. We're not supposed right. to sing anyway. What the fuck? And again, it's exactly. like with the exception of being late a few times, it's like we have no real reason to believe she can't do her job. Exactly. Right. And also, you know, you know, Christina had it in her contract that she could be the only blonde in the movie. <laughs> Oh, I know, right? With that, Kristen how Bell's you take, dyed brunette hair. How you, I was going to say, how you take Julianne Huff and Kristen Bell and put... I mean, Julianne Huff pulled off the red wig, but... She looks so like, good in that red hair. Honestly, that she, was a take... Go ahead. No, no, I, I was going to agree with her. She does look good with the red hair. I thought she looked great, yeah. Honestly, that was a takeaway for me, is that Julianne Huff is actually pretty great. Julianne Huff is spectacular. Mm-hmm. She stole a lot of the little scenes she was in. and I, Yeah. Because I love yes. that one... Where they like hire basically hire Christina Alley and Julian Huff is all like excited and Nikki's like whatever she just took your role <laughs> yeah <laughs> she, they, she just she's replacing you I don't know why you're so excited also was Julian Huff ever actually pregnant she never had a belly <laughs> like 
I was yeah, totally I wondering that too. I don't know. And you're, cause that's, that's the other thing with the timey wimey part of this is I don't, how much time did take place? Because if it's actually a year, like it feels like, then she already had the baby at the mm-hmm. end. But we never I see presumed her with it was the just baby. like a couple months. I didn't I didn't really see the year thing. Oh, I thought it was a full year. Yeah, I really did. But they yeah. did, it's like I really thought that, but they that you're right, they didn't show their work. And at the end when they um when Tessa's con or when her she's having all that financial trouble and they're gonna close the club and everything, like it all felt to me like it felt like it happened right one thing after another. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. But no, yeah, I, I just was going to say, I wouldn't have put it past them to just give Julianne Huff a baby in the final scene. <laughs> to just be holding a baby. I would have accepted it. I'd be like, okay, that's sure. fine. Yeah. yeah. We talked about Christina and her involvement in the movie. And I'm sort of fascinated by how Cher got involved in this. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I, so I read the trivia also, and apparently... Cher, this is like her least favorite thing she's ever been in. She hates her performance oh. in this movie. And I oh, wow. am like, I'm like, why? I think Cher is really good in this. Well, I mean, I she's it. fine, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she brought whatever she could to that, to the really kind of two-dimensional character. That's true. Mm-hmm. I, I ju- well, see, that's the thing for me is Cher does have that magnetism as an actress for me. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, it almost doesn't matter what she's in or what she's doing or if she's playing herself on Will and Grace. I just am like, oh, bravo. Brilliantly done. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just love her. I think she and that's the thing is like, I know she has an Oscar, but I think she is woefully underrated as an actress. Nobody. Do you really? I really do. Nobody talks about her acting enough. And I think she's mm-hmm. so, so good. I haven't. Well, I haven't seen a ton of her acting, but. Well, she hasn't done a ton of acting, and I've actually never seen what she won for, which is Moonstruck. Oh, it's wonderful. You should definitely watch it. It's great. I is d- it? I, it? It has been on my yeah. list for so long. I just have to get around to it. <laughs> it it really holds up. I can't, I don't have much of a stomach for Nicolas Cage, but I. that's one of the few movies I can handle with him. <laughs> I love Nicolas Cage, so that will oh, not man. be a problem for me. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to say... Uh, or ask, I guess, rather, I'm asking, but Stanley Tucci's like a babe, right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> oh, but yeah. It's like one of these things that it, it strikes me every time. I'm just like, oh, interesting. It's no, like, Stan- I don't... Stanley Tucci's sexy as hell. It's nice to see the movie treat David Walton like the absolute piece that he is. For <laughs> sure. For sure. I think he's 100%. so cute. He's the one, the DJ that sleeps with... Um, Stanley Tucci. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, he was, he was something. He, he's he, su- yeah, he's such a babe too, and I love their their scenes together because they both didn't know each other's names, and <laughs> it I it everything about that whole little exchange was perfection. He's just not the kind yes. of character that it's like he he wouldn't typically. Okay, I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say. I feel like you wouldn't typically cast that actor to be the hot you know gay dj and there's this thing where it's like you can tell when straight people are casting gay roles Mm -hmm. versus when gay people are casting gay roles i get it i get it i get that for sure yeah i feel like if a a straight if there were more straight people in charge of this movie they would have found some like waxed hunk or something and it just yeah (laughs) no at that point too i feel like stanley tucci might have stepped in and been like i can't do this (laughs) yeah that's true please don't i can't i always forget he's not gay i always think stanley tucci is gay and he's not no he's married to emily blunt's sister yeah Uh, really 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. They met on because uh, they met on the Devil Wears Prada, and so they they had been together like pretty much since then. I guess she brought her sister wow. to set one day, and she met Stanley Tucci, and they hit it off almost immediately. That's amazing. I definitely get those vibes from him, though. Mm-hmm. I think I think um, he's got. He's got a number on the Kinsey scale. I don't think he's a zero. <laughs> Fluidity. <laughs> I think he's, I think he's, he'll kind of go, whatever. Uh, well, here you go, Josh. I was looking for this note earlier, but it was when we were talking about Diablo Cody. Um, mm. I wrote down one of the lines that Nikki said when she was like pitching a fit. And she said, I will not be upstaged by some slut with mutant lungs. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and she has was... a great retort to that too. And I can't remember what it is right now, but she had another line that followed it that was perfect too. In the moment, I was like, did Kristen improv that? I was like, or like ad lib that because it, it was like really it was like kind of viciously funny in a way that hadn't consistently been the movie. Yeah. Yes. Maybe that's the Diablo Cody, like you said. <laughs> it totally sounds like something she'd come up with. Yeah, it mm-hmm. definitely does. Did you want to talk any more about Cher or I, I mean, I think between um, this and Mamma Mia, she fares better in Ma- Mamma Mia. <laughs> yeah, even yeah. with less screen time. Yeah, I, I mean, not really. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about her in this. I mean, like I said, she just she made the most of what she had to work with, and her musical numbers are great. She yeah, I love a, her, the original song. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. it's it's incredible that a movie with so many characters and then interesting character dynamics between them can be so dull. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree with that because it's this is not I mean, it's very visually flashy, but this story has been done to death. I have yeah. seen this movie a hundred times. But to also have like Peter Gallagher and Cher and yeah. Stanley Tucci to have those three characters and their relationships with each other. You know, not even I'm not even going to mention Alan Cumming, you know, yeah. but it's like, how yeah. do you have these characters and then these people playing these characters and you do next to nothing with it? Yeah, because you know in a better movie, Stanley Tucci and Alan Cumming used to sleep together, and now they're, like, standoffish, but Tess won't fire either one of them, and mm-hmm. it's like, you know, and so I definitely, I definitely, definitely get that, and you're right, what I, when I was looking at this cast, and then I had completely forgotten about James Brolin at the oh, end. Right. Yes. Literally, <laughs> what the fuck? I, it, it is the weirdest cameo. <laughs> Who, like who who had dirty pictures of James Brolin that he was like, no, 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 I'll be in your movie. Don't worry. The that same was person really that has him of Cher. Probably. That's true. <laughs> Where? Yeah. I, how did she get? Because I don't think her and Christina are close. I do Cher wonder how she got. Yeah. Hmm. And I think there was wasn't it a point in Cher's career that she was kind of. Kind of on a hiatus, right? I literally was about to say, this was when she was retired. Yeah. Right. And she, quote unquote, came out of retirement for this. And it's like, okay, look, even though I was excited for the movie the whole way Mm -hmm. through, when I saw the poster, I was like, oh, no. it Like that, like white, that one sheet with the white and the black (laughs) and the pink. (laughs) It just, like, if it was like college theater, I'd be like, oh, it looks good. But... (laughs) Because, like, what about this movie is white? What about this movie is, like, a blank white sheet of paper? Yeah, it's that like is weird. It's, how it's yeah. not gold and, like, black. And I don't know. It, it was it, it was a weird, weird misstep. This doesn't relate. I was just going to say, I was just going to comment on how incredible Christina looked in that, like, chartreuse, that, like, green. 
Yeah, when she was singing Bound to You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that is also my favorite of her performances in the movie because it features very little of the vamping that I don't care for. Mm. And it's like, it, I when I when I was watching it and I watched that that musical number, I was like, oh, right. She's the one that did that song with the guy from Fun. That's so good. Is it the um, guy from Fun or the no, guy from something? No. Mm-hmm. Um, Nate Roos. No, it's not him. It's, it's the, not say him. Some, the say something. Yeah. I'm giving up on you. Who I is can't that? Think of who it is. It, no, it's well, not. Well, anyway, it, that's the Christina that I want to see more of. That's the Christina that I believe could be a good actress. It, but the like the Christina who thinks she needs to do all the vocal like stylings, which again are very good, and she's very talented. I can't do that. You know, not very many people can. But it's like. We're also not in that place musically as a society anymore, where it's like, that's not what we're looking for from people. It's like, you have to keep evolving. And I think that's something, that's the reason why Cher has had a, you know, 50 year career. She's always, she's evolving mm-hmm. similar, not not the, in the same way, but similarly well, to Madonna. She keeps doing, she's like updating her shit. And Christina mm-hmm. like refuses to stop doing that thing she does. She just had a new album out this year, didn't she? It was kind of like a comeback. It wasn't half bad. Really? That lead single was terrible <laughs> to me. To me. Some people, I, I guess, it, it was certainly bold because Christina did have that thing where she sort of reinvented um, herself. And I think it stalled mm. with Lotus. Mm. Yeah. Because even Bionic, it's like Bionic is famous for being good or bad or both or neither. But it's like... I didn't love it, but it was it, it was its thing. She she did a thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, I think it, I heard it once, and that was I didn't make an impression. Yeah, but th- there's a couple songs in the new one that I was like, I was like, I actually don't, I don't hate this, and I, I guess that's the thing for some of these pop stars, especially from that time period, because we got like ten of them in like two years. Yeah. And they've gradually yeah. kind of it's like Highlander, like oh there can only be one. <laughs> and that's well that's not the case though, because it's like I think I think Christina first of all, someone that talented, unless there's a problem like with them, someone mm-hmm. that talented's career doesn't go away. It might no. it might change and it might evolve and it's like maybe she's not playing as big a stadiums as she used to, but it's mm-hmm. like you're gonna have a longevity. You're gonna have yeah, she'll, a career. Yeah, she'll yeah. never stop working. That's not the that's not the issue. The issue is that she's, I think, a little less of a chameleon than she needs to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say though that the the vamping and all that it suits the movie because yes. there's like a jazziness to burlesque. Yes, right. Uh, and this was also coming off of her. Um, Back to basics, you know, ain't no other man, Candyman. That which was that's probably my favorite, Christina. Mm-hmm. Back to basics. Yeah, that is good. Especially album two, the second disc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> with all the theatrics, I love. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like she used to do that. I feel like because uh, stripped had a bunch of interludes and stuff too. And my personal feelings with Christina is, I feel like I feel like she's kind of lost sight of herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can get it back. You just have to be flexible and, you know, yeah, we'll see. I right. agree. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I have to throw this out there because I was totally thrown off at the beginning of the movie when she was moving 
and they start playing a version of Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson, but it's actually mm-hmm. Christina. Yep. And it was so weird. <laughs> it totally caught me off guard. And then it it plays over the credits, too. Uh-huh. Yes, it plays at right. the end over the credits. Okay. I don't understand. I don't know why. Who knows? <laughs> it was that do song. You, do you know? Uh-huh. It was for me and me alone. <laughs> When this album came out, I listened to that song so many times. It was like on my year end. Yes. Like, I <laughs> loved that weird, beautiful people because it's just the guitar riff. Like all yeah. of the lyrics are different. Like mm-hmm. I loved it so much. I cringed a little bit listening to it here. <laughs> I, I think I've exhibited growth in that way. <laughs> because that, I remember. You're that gif of Natasha Rothwell. Yeah. <laughs> you know but what that I remember, is? That's growth. I remember weirdly trying to connect with your husband, Will, about it. Oh. And he was like, yeah, it's it's, it's a song. <laughs> and I was he like, doesn't really, that's Nirvana. No, that's Marilyn Manson. Marilyn right? Manson, yeah. yeah. He doesn't really like Marilyn Manson that much. I don't know. I loved it. So, so that that was. But you're right. It's like it's use in the movie because it's too. That guitar riff is too recognizable. Yeah. Mm-hmm for the way they used it right. it's like you can't you can't start you can't lead with that like you can't start playing that song and then not explain yourself and yeah it doesn't fit with the tone of what they're trying to convey there but if if it was like one of the things that they were like like again to bring up glee if if it was like something that they were trying to do on the like burlesque stage and they're like, let's sure like, Tess gives them an assignment to mash up a song. Like, sure, right. sure, sure. <laughs> but it, but you're right. It's, it has like the same baffling quality. Like if they had just started using the piano riff from clocks at some point for no good reason, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's yeah. just like, yeah. well, it's sort of the same why? thing when they started using ray of light during the yeah, montage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. <laughs> Again, it totally caught me off guard, and I was really puzzled by why they chose that song. Me well, too. There was, there was a part of me that was like, "Well, so is Christina gonna sing it?" Like, right? <laughs> no, it was just still Madonna. Mm-hmm. And it was so like strange. A good twelve years after that was a hit. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ray of Light is timeless, but right. okay, I agree. I love Ray of Light, <laughs> but it was also just super weird. Like, what was the point? <laughs> that was her Madonna favor. She was calling in favors left and right for this movie. Oi. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, can I don't see know. That. She called in some of the wrong favors. That's hilarious because there's not a ton, as I recall. I mean, I just watched it last night, but there's not a ton of like, like this. This isn't the kind of movie that has a sound. Well, okay. I'm trying to think. There's not a ton of other music in the movie. It's like right. the the music in the movie is songs they're singing. Yeah. So like when yeah. twice a like soundtrack song starts playing instead of score or something, it's like yeah. Like it, it, I don't know why I'm gonna weirdly compare this to Dick Tracy, but it's like because Madonna <laughs> has all those songs, like the lounge songs that like yeah play throughout the movie. It would be <laughs> like if you just randomly put a Bette Midler song in Dick Tracy, and it's like what. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That was a weird path I went down, but. <laughs> no, I get it, though. <laughs> it um. makes sense. I kind of want to bring it back um, to something that you mentioned actually towards the beginning in that you, you had mentioned something that it was not really a um, that it sort of borrowed elements of, of you know, of, of cabaret and things like that, of, of the musicals. I sort of I definitely saw a lot of. Not satire so much, but a lot of homages to 
shout outs and throwbacks to, to the, that old style of jazz that I didn't think was done in a disrespectful way, but in a way mm. that was kind of, it, it felt more, in a way, uh, it, kind of like a tribute to a lot of that style of, of burlesque and that style of mm-hmm. jazz and that style of, um, you know, of, yeah. of nightclub music and, and dancing yeah. and oh, that for whole sure. vibe. I definitely agree with that. Also, I mean, it's definitely a very niche thing, but I, I mean, traditional burlesque and like, I mean, even what they were doing for like a PG-13 movie where you can't take your top off. It's really sexy if you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. And so it's yeah. like, I feel like you I feel like if you're not doing it right, you run the risk of looking real stupid. And so I think that that was probably <clears throat> one of the paramount things when they were making it where they were like, we ha- you have to commit to this in a real way so that, you know, it looks like it's supposed to but that's part of what lends to my disjointed or like disconnected viewing experience because those parts were really good and so there's a part of me where i'm just like okay so are we watching a movie because the movie's called burlesque mm-hmm. so it's like are we watching like a like complete you know tr- send up tribute homage to like the art of burlesque because uh, on that note i found it hilarious that when she went to go research burlesque she just got a bunch of picture books it was like coffee yeah. table books and just looked at <laughs> pictures of like betty yeah. page and that was her version of research yeah that's how i do it but <laughs> <laughs> whenever i need to do anything all i do is look at pictures of betty page so but it was it was just sort of like it was sort of like what movie are we making because it's like we have like a Hallmark rom-com and then we have like a comeback, you know, Tess with her like club and you haven't seen mm-hmm. The Last of Me. It's like we have these these different types of movies that are all kind of like I keep wanting to say I start to say in symbiosis and they're not. So it's I don't no, know. But it's like it, they're trying to weave it all together and it's not working. Uh, yeah, I just think mm-hmm. it, it I, I think it mostly just makes for an uneven viewing experience. Yeah, I can yeah. definitely agree with that. Because it's like, if this if this show, if this movie were going to be about burlesque, we needed less of Allie. And I'm not saying like less of her in the movie, but like her whole story, like her because it's like, is is this a star is born or is it, you know, like, what is it? Yeah. Um, OK, I get yeah. I get your deal. So what you're saying is there is this what they, what they are trying to say is the main story is like her romance with Jack and her like her trying to be the star and everything. Mm-hmm. And, but what it what it really needs to be about in order to be called burlesque is basically it needed to be more about share more of an and ensemble. Yeah. More or, of an ensemble. Yeah, and a, yeah. And about share and about the club and about the burlesque as like a family mm-hmm. and like the romance with Jack could have been in there if it needed to be, but it shouldn't have been the focus because right. it's the, it's the least good part of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the whole you know, burlesque thing took a backseat to her romance but the thing is, right. she, I didn't find her to be a very empathetic protagonist. No, no. she's not. <laughs> or nor a believable protagonist. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree with you. For me, I, I liked most of the music. Some of the some of the songs were forgettable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. this, but the the staging of the performances was really well done. Right. The the songs themselves for me felt like songs that would be in a movie well okay i hate when i say something and it's like yeah that's what it is (laughs) (laughs) it's like the songs for me would pass if they were like a musical number playing on a show in like a movie i was watching but Mm, it's like okay it's like okay so, so to compare it to something like the greatest showman which is like a medium movie but the songs are 
total earworms. Mm-hmm. They like yeah. hook right in. And whether it's your thing or not, I mean, that soundtrack was number one for like 14 weeks. You can't argue, you can't argue that. Yeah. And so it's like they needed several more go throughs. Like they were serviceable. But yeah. they're not a main attraction the way that, like, people were going to see The Greatest Showman because the music, it had this reputation right. and the music was that, was that palatable and that, of that timely. It just, it, it was just great. Yeah. I mean, I'll say, I think Last of Me and Bound to You are the, the only two, like, showstoppers. I, yeah. Um, there's, there were two. And I can't remember, I'm trying to look them up and... Well, I mean, the Cher one and then the Christina and the Chartreuse dress are the ones I'm talking about. Yeah, but they're they're they're, they're slower numbers. Yeah, but they're like but they're like powerhouse ballads. They're they're like, and they're exactly in the wheelhouse of both women. Yeah, I, I like the one the burlesque song, and it's like it there's there's. Speaking fast, so I don't remember the lyrics. But oh, it's you the can one where it's teach like, me or show me how to burlesque or show me how you burlesque. Yeah, yeah. So the closing one, yeah. It's got kind of like a oomph, and it, it, there's like one or two of them that almost break the surface for me. And mm-hmm. but I mean, you're right because I I own I literally just said I own this soundtrack, and the song I listened to was "The Beautiful People." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, it's like that's if that's what like like got my attention. If that's where my pri- priority was, yeah. yeah. I guess it was a little dull. do that you can't do that mm. yeah you can't build this as a musical and then like the music's not that great mm-hmm. yeah and then of course that's a, that's they have a problem the mtv editing you know rapid fire editing to to, to counteract the kind of dull music mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they have that cognitive dissonance it's it's, it's too much yeah no you're totally in that last right. scene i was trying to figure out because i i was having the hardest time you can see julianne huff you can see her she's there yeah. Because she knows what she's doing. But I was, like, so curious if if they had even... And, and, and not that I didn't think Kristen Bell could do it, but I was like, what, did they give her two hours of dance rehearsal? Because she just was right. sort of, like... It was like a, a, in Jessica Simpson music videos where they would, like, put people dancing around her and just, yeah. and just place her in front of them, moving her arms and to try and trick you into thinking she's dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, because Kristen, she did the routine where she came down with like the weird beads and stuff. So mm-hmm. and I don't know. It wasn't bad. No, no, no. She, that that dentist song. That's not a real song, is it? A Dr. Long John? <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. know. Because <laughs> so, she was like, my guy's seven feet tall. I was like, that's too tall. It's <laughs> <laughs> too tall. <laughs> I, I, I actually want to go back again. Um, I was just thinking, I don't know a lot about the history of burlesque and um i was hoping that this movie would shine some light into that but it didn't and well that's <laughs> that's kind of what i was touching on where i was like yeah. if, this, if this is about because i do remember there was a little bit of it wasn't controversy but i remember when this came out there was sort of like a stink from like actual burlesque people where they were like 
I don't know what that is, but that's not the that's not what we're doing. Oh, um, interesting. I, I mean, I know. I I probably should have done better research. I've read about. I have Dita Von Teese's book, and I've like read it, and so it's like I know bits and pieces, and um, because it's like burlesque was around the same time as vaudeville, and there are mm-hmm. distinct differences between them. And frankly, burlesque originally was not the stripping. The stripping became a part of it. It became synonymous with it. But it's like, I remember I read a book, uh, one of Jim Henson's books, and the original Muppet show is technically quali- is considered burlesque. Oh, interesting. Um, huh. Wow. So, and I mean, there's there's like elements of like, because I, I mean, I think in like the first season of the Muppet show, I think there is a strip tease. And of course, it's puppets. <laughs> it's like silly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it. Yeah, I knew about it, but I'm blanking. I mean, I'm not. I mean, don't feel bad. This is we are not that kind of podcast. I, I'm right, giving no, this movie no. the podcast it deserves. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted more information and better research from me, then you needed to give me a better movie. That's fair. <laughs> and in a lot of ways, I think the actors give the movie better performances than it deserves. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely a handful of them do, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. It's, it, yeah, I don't know. It's like really to have these people, I don't know. Now we're just repeating ourselves, mm-hmm. but to, to have these people, this amount of this caliber of people, and just to have the movie be like, meh, it, it just feels like a crime. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a waste of talent. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely a waste of talent. I mean, even, you know, the the dumbest, it, I'm, I'm not invested in him at all, but Cam Gigandit is a little better than this movie. Well, I was going to say, because he, he, I remember liking him and he just sort of felt, oh, I guess he's a TV show right now, but I feel like he deserves more than he currently has. I literally, my fourth note said that I think he deserves a little bit more play and I hope he ever gets the Twilight stink off him. I see. I don't even think people really remember that or that I guess he's maybe, in the first one maybe that's all people know of him i don't mm. know i don't know yeah he's he's really cute at, at, like physically but also in the movie he was cute that shot yeah. of him where he's leaning on the bar counter mm-hmm. um and he's just kind of like watching her I, I i don't know if you're picturing it it's burned in my mind i remember yeah. from the trailers <laughs> but uh, and honestly this doesn't relate to him, but I I was glancing at my notes and I just I wrote one down where I said, in what reality would this club ever be struggling in 2010 in L.A.? Yeah, mm-hmm. this place would be so hopping. Like. I agree. I definitely agree. <laughs> oh, well, Chelsea Trolley is in this. She played Coco and she was one of the dancers on So You Think You Can Dance. And oh, she was, I think, Capono's original partner. Yeah, she was. Mm hmm. Yep. Okay. So just wanted to throw that out there. I, I saw her. I was like, I know that girl. I was like, I remember yeah. her. Yeah, that's hilarious. So we were like, <laughs> I haven't we seen were it. Like, yeah, I, I don't have a frame of reference for that. I don't watch too much. So you think you can dance. <laughs> that's the, we, we that's the only three seasons. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, that was the one that we like watched. That's the one I watched first. It was mm-hmm. the one we watched together first. And then mm-hmm. we went and saw them perform live mm-hmm. in Tampa and we it was, watched, that was the best season I've ever seen. We watched like three seasons that is pretty cool. like religiously and then never again. Yeah. Yeah. They kept messing with the format. And they did. They really did. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah. So yeah, I think I'm yeah. good. I, yeah, I th- same. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say about it. I mean, if I would say to listeners, if they're still very curious about it, then check it out. Don't let us stop you, but keep your expectations low. And I will. No, man. Yeah, I agree. I, I just watch it if you want to. Likes this movie. It's yeah. really pretty. It's really pretty. The songs are decent. Share is a lot of fun. I mean, it, look it's if you're not, cooking it, and you yeah. just want something on, like that's perfect. I got to say, I actually liked it more than I thought I would. And I I was expecting a complete turkey. Did you really? I I really was. And I was pleasantly surprised. I don't I mean, I wouldn't revisit it regularly, but Mm -hmm. this is only the second time I've seen it. So (laughs) (laughs) once a decade's good. Once a decade. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Awesome. Okay. So do you guys want to for 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 my my end, um, do you guys want to do a little promotion where people can find you on social media and whatnot mm-hmm. sure um yeah so uh we can be found on twitter at so i'm watching on instagram at so i'm watching this show we are available on um every platform that you can listen to i'm pretty sure <laughs> um, itunes uh android you know google play everything like that um and otherwise we have a website so i'm watching.com that links out to everywhere so mm-hmm. and awesome. for you and for me, yep, I you can follow me at my personal Twitter handle, which is Josh S Fitz six one eight eight five, and um, the podcast Twitter, um, the podcast Twitter handle is Rock Movies Pod at Rock Movies Pod, and I have an email address for the show as well, Rock Movies Pod at gmail dot com, and um, and an Instagram as well, Rock Movies Pod. Awesome, cool, yeah. So yeah, so this is this has been a lot of fun. I've really really enjoyed this. This was a blast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm I'm into I'm into Crossroads. I say yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm qualifying for am, you. Yeah, I do own Crossroads, so I have that going for me. <sighs> nice. <laughs> written. Oh yeah, I told. I think I told you this. I think we mentioned it on the phone, but I was like, written by Shonda Rhimes. Right. Fuck it <laughs> is. Right. I ke- I always forget that. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and talk about another. I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but talk about another group of actors that should have made that more than it is. <laughs> yeah yeah Zoe yeah. Saldana come on <laughs> so anyway okay. um well until next time yes well thank you guys for doing this and for having yeah, us thank you reaching too. out this has been really great of course mm-hmm. yes and keep listening so. for more episodes and more collaborations and mm-hmm. I will talk to you guys yeah, soon I'm pretty, I'm pretty married to this pop princess movie Thing. So I'm, I'm, we're, we're gonna do it whether you we like might have, it or we not. We might have to wait till January, but <laughs> I am so ready. I'm I'm gonna make a list tonight. Put add them all to my watch list, and away we awesome. go. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, okay. well, that's it for Bye. us. Yes. Bye. Bye, guys. See ya. She comes through the club looking for a good time. Gonna make that shake that money on a dime. Don't be a sugar daddy. She can work it just fine. Up on the table, she'll be dancing yeah. all night. Yeah. Oh,